0: Hey, navigators, I'm back coming to you live from Los Angeles. Okay, maybe not. Actually, I'm recording this in my closet. So, you know, but it's the same thing, right? Okay, why am I recording this in my closet? All right. So, my son Nathaniel got me this really dope microphone setup. Like, it's legit. Like I could be singing in a recording studio with this thing. It's freaking cool. But my house is, um, two stories with cathedral ceilings and the bottom floor is all tile. And so if I sit at my desk where I normally would record, um, it sounds like I'm talking in a tin can. So I set it up in my closet and it's actually kind of cool. I got my all set up in a little chair and everything like my own little recording studio. I'll take it. It's fabulous. So what have I been up to? You know, I I took that much needed hiatus. I was, I had been working and trying to do the podcasts and doing other stuff and dealing with some medical issues. And I just really had to take a break. And Hopefully, you guys all understand that and you all welcome me back with open ears. Um, In the meantime, well, no, not in the meantime. Up till now, uh, let's see, I re retired on January 6th and I went to Florida for a week. David and Justin and I to do a recon vacation to check out some areas where to move to and, you know, spend some time on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And it was a fabulous trip. If you guys haven't seen the pictures on my social media, be sure to nav- uh, get onto the navigating life with Lara and Garmin Facebook page or at Garmin navigates on Twitter. And there's lots of pictures. Um, we had a great time. Great time. I've noticed, you know, people in Florida were way more accepting of my dog. I never got questioned anywhere I took him, any restaurant, any store, anywhere that I took him, I got nothing but respect. And after being here the last three years with him, that was a huge change, (laughs) huge change. Um, so I think I'm going to like it there. I think I'm going to like it there. Um, and so some of the things I'm working on, I just want to get you guys caught up. So this is kind of like an update episode. So here we go. Some of the things I'm working on. Well, first of all, I'm having surgery on my hand on the 21st, which really stinks because I'm right-handed and it's probably going to be about a month recuperation time and I'm really not used to slowing down and being one-handed is really going to slow me down um and so I I I'm not looking forward to that however I'm in a lot of pain so if the surgery helps I'm all for it um a couple of other things I'm working on I am starting a training program curriculum called looking through their eyes. And what I've done is I've gotten a bunch of simulation glasses that, um, when you wear them, they simulate different eye conditions, such as glaucoma, cataracts, RP, you know, some of the, the more common ones. And so I'm putting together a, a, a curriculum for that. To, I'm hoping that I'll be able to do my first session uh, at AIB where I used to work. Um, there's uh, about 25% of the workforce there is sighted and the rest are visually impaired or blind. And so we used to do a blindness 101 kind of training, which was great. Um, but they haven't done that in several years. And so I'm putting something together and, um, hoping that the CEO will let me come in and, and present that. Having said that, if you guys work somewhere or have people that would like to learn or understand more, that's kind of what I'm trying to start. Kickstarting is my speaking, um, my training sessions, things like that. Um, I got to have guinea pigs to begin with. So <laughs> we got to work the kinks out, you know. So, you know, if you guys know of anywhere that uh, could use some kind of consultation on, you know, how to best accommodate blind people for employment, anything like that, please, please let me know. Um, just send me an email to my uh, Garmin Navigates at Outlook.com and hopefully we can figure something out because. You know i'm I'm still very um, very motivated to do educational programs for people. I really believe that ignorance is a huge problem in society, not just when it comes to you know blindness and visual impairments, but disabilities in general. And I think that, you know, God may have taken my sight, but he gave me a mouth for a reason. And he gave me a big mouth. So I'm pretty sure that this is where I'm supposed to be starting to use it. Um, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that I run into uh, with is with my dog. Um, You know, I think we were in... I don't remember. I think it was in Florida, actually. We were in the store, and a lady and her husband had this little yippity-yappity dog, and they saw Garmin and I, and the dog just started barking and barking and barking, and and the lady's yelling at the dog. I think the dog was in her, her shopping basket. I couldn't quite tell, but she's yelling at the dog. And I guess from what I'm told, the husband just kind of like hung his head in shame. Like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Um, And, you know, it is because of people like that, that I have to jump through so many hoops. We guide dog users as a community have to jump through so many hoops especially when traveling, you know, when I fly, I have to fill out a federal department of transportation form, provide Garmin's vaccine records, you know, and all this, you know, when I check into a flight. Five years ago, not an issue. I didn't have to do anything like that. Nothing. But as I said in previous episodes, you have people with their emotional support peacock and their therapy pony and their seizure monkey. And, you know, and it has become ridiculous. Our society as a whole has blown Everything so far out of proportion. I mean, y'all know me. I don't talk political much. But how did we go from people simply being homosexual to kids as identifying as dogs and wearing leashes? How did we get to this point? Like, what? I don't I don't understand. And and that's what society does. They take everything and it's okay, well, blind people need a service dog. You know, I have allergies, so I need a an allergy raccoon. You know, it's it has become ridiculous. Everybody wants what everybody else has, but everybody doesn't want to do what everybody else, else had to do to get what they got. You mean? me to say that again slower. People want what everybody else has but those people do not want to do what everybody else had to do to get what they have. I'm not saying I did look, I didn't do anything to be blind, okay? I was I was born blind, you know, this is what God gave me and I'm just rolling with it the best I can, right? And I know so many other people that are doing the exact same thing. So um Oh, boy, my train derailed. Hold on a second. I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, um, but when I have people whispering behind me, oh, I sure wish I could bring my dog to church. You know, that makes me uncomfortable because if you want to bring your dog to church, I'd rather drive. And, you know, I know I've said this before. And, you know, this has been not the first time that this has come to my, you know, to, to put a hitch in my giddy up. I don't, I don't really know what to say, but it really bothers me. It really bothers me. It's the same thing with people like very successful, like a a trauma surgeon that makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Oh, must be nice to make that much money and be able to travel and buy all the big houses. And well, you know how much school that guy had to go through? You know how much loans and student and tuition he had to pay? How many sleepless nights he had? I mean, it's ridiculous. And people just want what other people have. How that turned into children identifying as animals, I'm not, I don't know. I, I've gotten, I've got no. Oh, how does it become this way? I'll tell you how lack of education. People are ignorant. They're uneducated. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. They just don't get it. Now, I will tell you the most awesome thing happened to me the other night. And this, I never. Has happened to me, okay? Never. I'm at a concert with David. Christian concert, three artists I really love Danny Goki, Blanca, and Jordan Felice, right? And it's open seating, first come first serve. We try to get there early, but you know, there was already a line. So I have my king cause I didn't think a concert, but that's too loud for the dog. I'm not gonna bring him there. And so we're standing there and a lady comes up and says, how many in your party? We said, two. She's come with me. Pulled us out of line. And don't you know, I was sitting right in the front row of that concert. (laughs) It was amazing. It was so amazing. Like that's never happened to me before. It was awesome. Granted. Now, when I went to the Steelers game, yes, we went to try and see if. Sorry about that, guys. I had a technical difficulty. Um, anyways, so we went when we went to the Steelers game a few years ago, Justin and I went up to the, you know, the box office and asked them, do you have any uh disabled seating? And they were like, Well, how do you feel about sitting in the front row? We're like, heck yeah, let's do it. And so we were in the front row of the second deck at the Steelers game. And that was freaking awesome. Oh my gosh. That was so awesome. I still couldn't see anything, but just knowing that I was that close and that the people that could see had a really great view, you know, I could just imagine that I had a great view. You know what I mean? It was, it was so great. So great. And so, you know, sometimes things like that happen. And, and so, I'm saying that to say this, there's a lot of people out there that I know that don't like using their cane. They don't like that people stare. They don't, they, they don't like the, the stigmatism or whatever that goes with it. And I get that. I really do. It's, it is embarrassing. I I mean, when you've got the lady at the grocery store trying to ring it up because she thinks it's a mop handle. I mean, yeah. It's embarrassing. I totally get it. But the the main reason to carry a cane is is I mean obviously as an aid for you, but so that others know. Now, I see. That sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Because my experience has been the majority of people don't understand what the cane is for. However, but in the two examples that I just gave you, it was amazing that just having that cane with me brought that result. Does that make sense? It, you know, had we just walked up and and been like, look, we're visually impaired. Do you have handicapped See I don't think they would have done anything for us. And, you know, uh, Justin, I love him to pieces, but he gets frustrated when people make comments about, well, you know, if you got glasses, you wouldn't have to look so close. Or, you know, or if they point and say something, you know, it's right up there. And, you know, he he gets frustrated, but they don't know that he can't see. And at least if I have the cane with me and I, I say, you know, I'm visually impaired, I can't see that, it's what the cane's for. And I kind of wave it and like, hello, people. Like, If you work in any kind of customer service, you absolutely have to know what a legitimate service dog is and what a white cane is. Those are imperative. You have to know these things. Because if you don't, you're going to end up insulting people, for one thing. You might piss the wrong person off. And you could even get sued. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly important that society understand what these tools are for. I mean, it's, nobody questions, okay, this lady has a walker, right? Okay, this guy has a cane with a, with wheel, with the casters on it, right? A walker cane. Homegirls in a wheelchair. You know, people, they know what those things are. I They're just, and I hate to say it, but it's because they are more mainstream. They really are. They're, they're m- way more commonly seen. I, I'll tell you what, I can count on one hand, the number of blind people that I have seen out in public when I've not been at like a blind event, like a guide dog at a, at a speaking engagement or something like that. Just in normal everyday life, traveling, whatever, I I can count on one hand the number of blind people I have seen. And so I get that people just don't know. I I do. But I feel like that can only get you so far. I mean, when you go to court for something like, uh, I don't know, I don't know traffic something or other, right? You go to court and you're like, well, I didn't know that that was the law. Well, the judge is going to tell you ignorance is not a defense. And so you're going to have to figure something else out. Um, And so there comes a point in time where we all have to realize that ignorance is not a defense. And we cannot, those of us that know better cannot just let people continue to be ignorant. Nobody's going to learn anything if we don't speak up. And, you know, there was a a good point brought up. I went to a a town hall meeting at, at AIB. It was after I had left, but I was invited to come to the meeting. So I went to the meeting and a lot of talk was about transportation. And so part of their, the people, the employees complaints are that AIB management isn't doing enough, you know, to help fix the transportation problem. Well, we had our governor. Well, I guess we had our governor go in and, and, you know, she heard our concerns and, and talked about transportation quite a bit, but a good point was brought up that they can, they can say all they want and try and do all they want and lobby all they want with transportation. But the more effective thing would be if 20 of us went down to Valley Metro and said, look, there's a problem and you're going to listen to us. But people are scared to do that. People are scared to do that in their jobs. People are, you know, if you don't feel like you're getting treated right in your job, speak up. But people are scared to do that because they don't want to lose their job. It's, We've become a society that is is just afraid of everything, afraid of everything. We don't want to be told the truth because we don't want to tell people the truth because we're afraid it's going to hurt their feelings. We don't want to hear the truth because we're afraid it's going to hurt our feelings. It, it just, it's, it's sad, you know. And I never ever thought I would sound like my grandparents, but I, I'm telling you, I miss the good old days life was so much simpler when I was a kid. And I cannot imagine what kids go through growing up in this day and age. I just, I pray for my grandkids so much because they're growing up in this. They're growing up in this, this world of ridiculousness. I mean, I just, I I don't know, you know. And, and we just accept everything because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And, and that's become unacceptable to me. It really has. It's become unacceptable to me. And if I see something that is unfair, where people are being treated unfairly, I'm going to say something and I'm putting these podcasts out and I'm putting these educational things together because I really feel strongly that, you know what, if I can only educate maybe five or six people and then they can maybe educate a couple of people and down the line and down the line and down the line, you know, maybe at some point we'll be in a society where people are a little bit more understanding. You know, everybody wants to be so tolerant of the LG community. Everybody wants to be tolerant of Muslims. Everybody wants to be tolerant of Hindus. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody just wants to just tolerate everybody. But how is a society going to work like that? Especially when Christians are not tolerated as much and people with disabilities are not tolerated as much. We are almost getting to the point, guys, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating, but from what I see, we are almost getting to the point of being one of those countries that just puts disab- disabled people in a home somewhere and let the government take care of them. That's that's what I see happening because people are not standing up for their rights. You have people just sitting back and collecting benefits I don't need to do anything. I don't need to be a contributing member of society. Yes, I collect benefits. No, I'm not working anymore. So that's my only income. But you know what? I'm contributing to society. I'm doing something to help society. And so many people have become accepting of the laziness of our society. And it's just not okay with me. It's not okay with me. If you have a disability, That is no excuse for being lazy. None. You know what? I'm putting it all out there right now. I may get in trouble, but I'm going to put it out there. There was a problem at work in the dog relief area. There are, when I was there, there were two, four, five, six, six? Five or six dogs. Five or six of us had dogs. And there was a problem where somebody was not picking up the poop after their dog. Now, if you're at home and you want to let your dog poop and you just pick it up once a week, that's fine. But when you're in an area that's like 20 by 20, you need to pick up your poop when the dog's poop when it goes. And... I was so annoyed after stepping in it enough times that I I sent an email to the facilities manager and I said, look, something needs to be done about this because, you know, blind people, we are trained. I'm not kidding. We are specifically trained on how to pick up the poop and how to know when our dog is pooping. So there is absolutely no excuse for not picking up your dog's poop. When, when you're there, there's just no excuse for it. I got to get water. Hang on one second, (coughs) y'all. And that's really, that's it. There's no excuse. It is pure laziness. That's it. It's nothing but laziness because we are specifically taught how to do that for that reason. You know, and, and. To know that there's that many people that work there and somebody or some buddies are a bunch of savages and just don't care. And that frustrates me. And I picked it up a few times and I had enough. And that's why I emailed facilities. You know, you can't, you cannot use your vision as an excuse to be lazy. You just can't. You cannot use your vision as an excuse for people to coddle you and hand you things, you know, God didn't put us here on purpose or here on earth for no purpose other than to mooch off of other people. Yes, we were, we were given this disability for a reason, but that reason was not to be a drain on society. And that just, it really irritates me. And a lot of it too, I can't just blame it all on the blind people because a lot of it is employers. Employers, I don't get it. Do you know how many tax benefits you get and how many grants you can get for hiring disabled or blind and visually impaired people? It's not, companies look at it like they're going to have to come out of their pocket to be able to make accommodations for these people. And it's hard, it is hard to get a job. And you know, granted, there are blind lawyers. There are blind teachers. There, I mean, almost any occupation you could think of, you could have a blind or visually impaired person doing. But it's up to companies to be willing to give somebody that chance. So again, that's part of my purpose with the learning through or looking through their eyes training. And so, again, if you guys know anybody that could use that training, please hit me up. Um, Next episode will be next week. I don't know what it'll be about yet, so it'll be a surprise. If you guys have any questions, comments, snide remarks, you know how I roll. Post them on my Facebook, Navigating Life with Laura and Garmin, or Twitter, at Garmin Navigates. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, navigating Life with Lara and Garmin, also on WhatsApp. And you can email me at garminnavigatesatoutlook.com. Until next week, y'all. Peace out.